We can swear on stuff, eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, yes. This is not for the kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Mean. Um, well, hello. Welcome to Harco Meets Humans. Isn't that weird? We've, we've, we've just been chatting and now I go into radio voice. Yeah, right. still weirds hello. me out. Hello. Welcome back. Hello, everybody. Hello. Yeah. Here on the couch today, joined by an incredible duo. Thank you. Sachi. Welcome, guys. What's up, bro? How's it going? Will and Nick. It's great to be here. With the catering, well, not the catering, the, uh, what do you say? I what's, think what's the free, Yeah, the hospitality. The hospitality. It's incredible. Know, I don't know why the word, that word has been, uh, has slipped my mind already. <laughs> the hospitality. But I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the hazy IPA that we've been gifted. The hazy ipa That is good. Yeah, shout out to Liberty. Yeah. Uh, brewing. In the cans as well. Cans over bottles every time. Were they sponsored this? They haven't. No, but we they haven't have g- now. We would like, hey, yeah. well. <laughs> this is the. This is the plug. We've had lots of different beers. We've had the rice lager it, because I like to ask. I don't like to presume what the Ooh, guest yeah. wants. Uh, sometimes we have coffee. Sometimes we have tea. Mm. Mm. The hazy beer is a really good choice. It's We're one of my favorites. If you came in with like a six pack of like Guinness, like those tall Guinness, yeah. they've got the ball bearing in it. Right? I made a that specific request that the beer wasn't allowed to be like pitch black. Stouty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Ma- was- I. I imagine doing that to someone in a 40 degree room <laughs> yeah. for a one hour podcast. Oh, let me just leave these beers outside for a bit. Just to, we need to get them right to room temperature just before we get to. Lodging through <laughs> some Guinness. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, we have been chatting before. Sorry to break the fourth wall. We've been chatting mm. the whole time. But I, I, to, now that you're up here and the mics are on, I do, I do have a confession for one of you. Mm-hmm. Nick, have you, do you remember me? Oh, bro, you were talking. You, um, I was listening to your interview with Alex, and this came up. I crashed I into your car. Really, yeah. Was it, no, okay. So first of all, it was my sister <laughs> driving. Oh, yeah. It was that like, was Sam. Me. You were with Sam, eh? And were you driving? So it was raining. Yeah. Paint a picture. It was. It was raining hard. It was man. fucking blistering, man. And yeah. like, uh, I worked at Atomic at the time, and I was and I was driving a Honda Odyssey. 2007, like the longest car in existence. Wait, mm. wait, hold on. Just a backtrack. This is the big reveal. Like Nick's been saying all day, he looks mad familiar, and this is you working out. Yeah, probably. This is the yeah, moment. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And I oh. and I tried to turn into park and just got and I was just like way too close, scrape right down the side, yeah. and then it was like fuck. And then I see people in the car, and I'm like. Fucking hell. <laughs> Have to get out and be like, they know I just crashed into their car. Like, checking the car, all that shit. I think I just wrecked my own, though. Nah, it was chill, bro. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was more my sister. I think it was probably equal parts you and my sister. Well, I feel honest. like I was in the car as well. This <laughs> is up by the a on Ponzi Road. Uh, yeah, right by there. Yeah, I was in the car as well. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah and... and um. Alice drove, Nick's sister drove into your car or something so like that? So you guys must have a lot of car accidents because it's not <laughs> we, even- oh, it's, I've got a good car accident It's not story. even that one. It uh, was outside of Atomic and I scraped down your car. Wait, uh, what? Yes. And we traded numbers and then I put your number in my, because you were like, it's probably okay. And I was yeah. like, okay, let's trade numbers in oh, case. Oh, bro. And then, and then I, I had Snapchat yeah. at the time. And uh, Sachi just popped up on my Snapchat and I was oh. just like, oh, that must be Nick from the thing. Oh. I actually was thinking of a different crash How though. Which is like, I've, I've only been in two like near crashes. No, we've been only been in three. There was, there was nothing. There was no damage whatsoever. Don't worry about it at all. That's it's, great. It's chill. I've it's been, so chill. I've been, and it wasn't my sister. Sorry to throw my sister under the bus like that. I don't even think she was in the car. <laughs> Shout out to the sister. That was a, that was a separate car crash. We were yeah. So I apologize for that. Right. Yeah. But uh, and I, and and I would, let me just clarify, like I was not in anything like 
extremely fancy. That was in a, 1990, a white 1996 Toyota Corolla SE. Beautiful. With the number plate Cuck so, 10. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, not, shit, not if that's C hey, well, or K. Getting... It might be a C or a K. Don't yeah. car jam me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please don't go for it. It's about to get reported stolen. We have to, we have to go report that thing bleep stolen. That shit out. Yeah. No, we'll get the insurance job. Go report it stolen. <laughs> we'll get the insurance money. <laughs> um, thanks for coming, guys. Thanks for having us, bro. Thanks. I'm a fan of the podcast. Yeah, that's very kind. That's um, very scripted. It's yeah. very, yeah, I, I'm glad we can all move to page two now. We've yeah, got yeah, past yeah. the opening. And the noise of pages turning. Yeah, um, I, yeah I, it's really nice to have you guys on. There's a lot of things that you guys are involved in that I'm like insanely curious about and interested in. Mm. Um, and, and I think like you guys occupy a space in New Zealand kind of quite unique, I, I think. How mm. does that resonate with you guys is that how, how do you how do you guys feel as Saatchi in New Zealand I feel like we were actually talking about this the other day but we definitely do fit in a realm that we weirdly don't have I don't want to say any competition but there's not really like anyone really doing what we do in New Zealand, like in terms of there's a flourishing hip hop scene in New Zealand, there's a flourishing DJ scene in New Zealand, but in terms of the live electronic mm. act, there's like us and Shapeshifter that I can really think of on the top of the head, uh, the top of my head. But yeah, we've kind of like accidentally carved this niche for ourselves, um, like being this kind of weird mix between electronic music. So we still have that kind of like commercial radio appeal and then also like the live kind of like, I guess like dance music fan culture as well. And and then kind of like combined it all. And the show is kind of us performing the, our songs as a band, as like a two man band. So we've kind of fell into this thing that um, has worked out kind of in our favor and a, and a weird thing. And, and, and it's pretty specific. Yeah. And um, mm. all I could, like the kind of advice that I want to give associated to that is this kind of, if you do your own thing and you might actually just find your kind of niche that you kind of just fall into. And I think we've kind of done that in a way, which is, which is kind of, yeah, definitely worked out in our favor. Yeah. It's interesting that you say like fall into it. Mm. Mm. If you guys, do you guys, are you quite like an instinctual people in a sense? Like, is there, uh, are there like big grand like ambitious plans of like I want to I want to be seen as this person in this amount of time mm. or you it, it kind of sounds more like you guys are just like well this is fun right now and like oh we've arrived in this place what mm. do we do now mm. well we've, we've always got like bigger plans and 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 we've always been big goal setters but um, definitely the latter we kind of just like if if it feels good and it feels right and we're kind of following our own like creativity and we're both in a place that we're enjoying and it's fun then we kind of just follow that and down the rabbit hole and see where it goes and it's kind of led us to a few interesting places and sometimes you have to be a bit more like premeditated about that but for the most part we're just like sweet let's let's just go on and do what feels right and, mm. and then try to do it like to a, a really high level of um like not professionalism, but like quality, I guess. Mm. Yeah. You guys are hard on yourselves. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm hard on myself. Eh? <laughs> not really. Eh? Well, that's uh, good. Yeah, I feel like that's such a. Yeah, I feel like musicians are famously hard on themselves and be like, oh, "I'll never so. be like that, and I'll never sound that good, or I'll never 
you know, there's definitely days where I listen to something and I go, fuck, I wish I made that. Like, how, <laughs> yeah. do, how did they make that? And yeah. that's cool that that person's doing that. But then it's, at the end of the day, every, every, every artist has a different journey and like mm. doing, trying to do something that someone else has done, like, you know, getting a certain award, kind of like, or getting a certain award or playing a certain show, blah, 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 et cetera, selling out a certain venue. Like everyone's got a different, like, um, yeah, journey, as I was saying. So it doesn't kind of, Directly, you can't just follow someone else's yeah. footsteps and, and expect you know those things to happen. Or so that yeah. quote, like comparison is like the enemy of creativity, mm. kind of thing. If you try to like hold what you've done up to some, what somebody else has done, like as Will said, like every art, you can't really two artist journeys aren't that comparable. You can have similarities, but for the most part, you've kind of just got to go wherever you go. And I don't know, you can't be hard on yourself, eh? You got to. Got to back yourself. Yeah. Because no one else is going to back yourself. There's a degree of that. Yeah. We're in New Zealand and we're New Zealanders. Mm. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed. Yes. Um, Have you ever had any negative reaction to that kind of uh, attitude? Are you talking about the the tall poppy thing? Yeah, I think so. Um, Like confidence or like self-assurance that you guys have. Like. Not really, to be honest. Not like, too directly to us. Yeah, definitely probably behind our back. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can imagine people would have thought, oh, I, I, you know, we're not, we've like, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say. Oh, not directly to us is, is yeah. the short answer to that. But um, I don't know. Everybody's been pretty like supportive, to be honest. Um, especially because we kind of came up in this like weird little Auckland electronic scene that was kind of around that 2014 2015 area and it was so heavily like we were all just like mates and like supporting each other and going Mm. into the studio and listening to each other's stuff and working on each other's stuff and it was like a very uplifting and that's I think that's a testament to like the dance music community as well as like Mm. um we're in possibly maybe more uh the different I guess genre label scenes in this country can maybe cut Cut people down, you know. This the classic tall poppy shit. It's yeah. like, yeah. And and that way, um, dance music is a lot more. It's a lot more about community finding. Like, it's a lot more about expression. And um, so yeah, I think that's probably one of the big reasons why we haven't. But also, it's like maybe it's just like we don't pay attention to it. Or, mm. I don't know. I can't think off the top of my head. Apart from maybe like TikTok comments, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what kind know. of comments have you got on TikTok? It's like you guys are fucking shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're just like, yeah. Yeah, like we posted this TikTok. Well, we posted this TikTok of like us playing at Rhythm of Vines, and like the comment section just went crazy, eh? especially because like. All of the I put the cat. It was like this video from my point of view of on stage, right. and I like filmed it on my phone while we were playing. And it was like I think I put the caption as like thirty thousand person music festival in New Zealand. And then like all these Americans chimed in. The these co- kids, they're like, <laughs> "Fuck you guys and your fucking music." Nah, this was, is a, there's a pandemic going on. Yeah. This is bullshit. You know, like, a lot of like very misinformed people being like, "That's so irresponsible that you're doing that." I don't see any social distancing or anyone <laughs> wearing masks. Wearing masks. I'm like, this is fucking New Zealand. Like, yeah, like dude, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, that was I kind of just let that comment section just go to war. It was it was actually so entertaining to watch because it was just like 
It's too many to keep up with. Yeah, and then a kind of there was the the um, COVID nineteen conspiracy theorists chimed in, being like, <laughs> "Oh, there's only been this amount of deaths. We don't need to be locking down because of this." <laughs> like, like I was just like, "This is amazing." <laughs> I was just letting it go for itself. This is kind of like its own thing. And then I was just like, occasionally, just like like one of the comments or like comment something back, being like. Hmm, not sure whose side to pick here or yeah, something yeah. like that. And, just, and then it would just be like another 50 Ignite. comments being like, yeah. So just bait them in a little bit. Yeah. It must be, uh, uh, it must be um, quite, I think that shows how surreal it is that we even had exactly, man. Rhythm and Vines and like you guys were playing to that amount of people yeah, at that time. It's pretty nuts. We're so lucky, bro. Yeah. It's so, we're so lucky. Like um, the past few days we've been hanging out with, um, some drum and bass DJs from the UK who like, like shut up sub focus sub focus dimension yeah. and Delta Heavy. We went on the Tongariro crossing with them, and they quarantined, did the two week quarantine, and like literally got out of quarantine, having to be in um, like having of been in lockdown since March, got out of quarantine and got straight into playing shows like that day, and they were just like, this is like unbelievable like you know those dudes have been in their apartments pretty much in london for an entire year and then when they get get outside and to do all this stuff they were just like over overjoyed and just couldn't really believe it eh? so yeah we are so lucky like the entire world is looking at us right now being like okay what did new zealand do how did they do it you know we're like you know just always says our team of five million which is so True, because it's such a collective effort mm. that everyone followed the rules and now we, we get to reap the rewards, which is just like what a lot of countries, unfortunately, like they've been following the rules by doing the lockdown stuff, but they never really got that reward of like being able to go to festivals. Like they're just still in lockdown and where they've ever been. So yeah, there's a lot of frustration in, this, in that side of the world, pretty much everywhere else in the world, apart from kind of Australia. But there's a lot of frustration on obviously a lot of, people getting like very sick of being inside by now. So yeah. Yeah. And I, I think seeing those guys come here makes so much sense to me. Mm. Like I, it, it, it is a weird, incredible opportunity that the New Zealand scene kind of has mm. like Russell Howard is here as well doing comedy tours. Yeah. And like, I just wonder how many more people be like, the longer it goes on, they'll be like, well, I need a tour and New Zealand is yeah. open. And and um, how, how does it feel to kind of like, you, you you guys are kind of home turf kind of guys here mm. and mm. on the scene. And it must, uh, how does it feel kind of showing those kinds of dudes around and getting to know them and hanging out? Does, do you guys get starstruck at all? Do you? Um, yeah, it's just been like, well, not, I don't think I've ever gotten that starstruck to be honest, but like I didn't really know, to be honest, like I didn't really know that much. I like, I love like this, the new Dimension song, but like we just did so many shows with them over the New Year's run. We did like, I think we did like four shows. We were all together and it would, we were just like hanging out and we'd all go out together afterwards. And so it was like a very like natural thing, but um, I don't know, it's kind of cool, man, because you're like, yeah, it almost like it almost is like this weird like you're very very proud of like mm. that we're from here. Like I'm constantly proud to be a New Zealander, and it's pure luck that I am. But you know, I like, can still claim that. You so can't I'm, change it. Yeah, yeah. It's it's been fun, man. And like everybody, the resounding response from touring artists that come over here and that we like inevitably 
rub shoulders with the internationals, they're all just like, yeah, man, we love New Zealand. Like, it's amazing. It's so beautiful. I love Lord of the Rings. And we're just like, yeah, we're like, yeah, man, it's, it's fun. We don't know any different. We're like, it was, it was funny, we, we'd been talking about doing the Tongariro Crossing for ages and then it's not until like someone from overseas like drags you into your backyard, you yeah. know what I mean? So, um, Yeah, I'd never done it before. We'd never done it and, we're, and they were just like, Rob, Dimension called Nicky's is like, yeah, man, we're going to go do the Tongariro Crossing um, like tomorrow. <laughs> That's do a you, pretty good accent. Yeah, he's like, do you guys want to come do it? And we're just like, <laughs> fuck it, yeah, let's go. Like we just drove down, booked, booked ACOM and then went and blasted it the next day and it was like... It's one of those things that you kind of like had, I had this whole other appreciation of being like, yeah, this is, this is like, this is what we do all the time type thing. Go on big walks and, and they're like, wow, you guys are crazy. This is like, this is like Mars up here. Yeah. yeah just pay, um, paying off. Mm, mm. Yeah. It's been nuts. Like even New Zealanders having an excuse to go down to the South Island and mm. shit. Like people talking to me about mm. like Tekapo mm. and Geraldine and feel I'm like, yeah. Been there, bro. That's yeah. the woods, bro. That's yeah, real. Tim is hard. Yeah, Tim is hard. Tim is hard. Um, yeah, yeah. Tim probably best skipped though. Yeah, yeah. Oh. We, we have been through. I've got, actually got some friends from Tim Beautiful Caroline Bay. I was so surprised when I went to Tim We played a show Tim twenty in a twenty nineteen. I was so surprised that beach, Caroline Bay. Yeah, is that Caroline Bay? Right in the city. Beautiful. Unheard it's of. Got penguins. Yeah. <laughs> is it? Is it ever warm? <laughs> No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. So it's, a, it's, a, it's no, like no, a cosmetic no, no. beach almost. It's, yes. <laughs> yeah. yes, yes, yes. It's yeah. bad. Yeah. It's, it's, no, it's, it's, it's the same as Dunedin. Yeah, honestly, we were there at like peak summer and it was so <laughs> fucking cold. We're just like, yeah. oh, well. Yeah, I don't ever go. I stare at it. I, yeah. don't, I don't get into it. Yeah. It's did, nice to have did, it there. You guys though. didn't play the sound shell, did you? Yeah. yeah did. Oh, fucking yeah, sick. Yeah, yeah, Do you know yeah. I saw my, my first concert was seeing Zed at the sound shell? Zed? Yes. Bro, who did he play with? No, not Zed, the fucking DJ oh. Zed. <laughs> I just realized you're probably thinking of Zed. Yeah, yeah no. The, oh, do you remember the band Zed? Z- you guys are nah. so fucking young. Z-E-D, bro. Shout out nah. to all my homies on the podcast above the age of 25. Yeah, man, I feel misinformed. 20, yeah, 22. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll get you there. Don't Zed, worry about it. man. Was that a good concert? I think so. Yeah. I think so. I, it, it wasn't as good as the next song, which was Robbie Williams in Christchurch. Oh, we and do know had, him. He had a Kylie, Min, a Kylie Minogue uh, um, feature on one of his songs. Yeah. And um, of course she wasn't there touring with Robbie Williams in New Zealand. It just had like a, her like video. Of oh, yeah. And I was so fucking upset. Like yeah. 11 year old Isaac. Is did, it's like, there? where is she, dude? Yeah. Like she's not fucking here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Refund. Um, did he play rock DJ? Yeah, of course he did. Bro. Bro. I remember. Did he like, have some crazy like? Did he like hoist himself up on like a? He no. ripped, his, he ripped his skin off. He didn't do the he whole. He didn't rip his skin off live. Yeah, the skin there. <laughs> that was fucked. Like back in the day, that was like before easy access to the internet when rumors were still a thing. Like the rumors, like Marilyn Manson chopped off his like bottom rib, just like that like kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. Like now we can kind of find that shit out. Like, no, nah, that's not real. So you yeah. just Google it. Yeah. Then it was like, oh, there's an there's an X X rated version of that video oh. where he like takes even like even crazier shit happens, but they won't play it on the TV, um, and you just don't know whether it's real or not. Yeah, yeah. miss those days of yeah. mystery, man. Yeah. When things went went always when you can figure something out like with the touch of a few. Yeah, um, that actually makes me think. Like we were talking just before about um, maybe like different scenes having different 
uh, attitudes within it or like mm. views of the music they make and what other people make. I, I have this whole thing about electronic music that probably comes, my introduction to it was like dubstep into Nathan yeah. when I arrived, like when Nero and like when Roscoe and Flux Pavilion would just, yeah. just play into Nathan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, and how that was born on a lot of YouTube and a lot of things. Mm. And basically that was- UKF, bro. Yeah. UKF, UKF. bro. I still go back and listen to like MLK and all that shit. But the crazy thing about all that stuff is that it's the first genre was like, oh, I can make a tutorial about how to, you can watch a tutorial about how to make that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there wasn't tutorials on how to make like 90s grunge and stuff like that. And, and, And I wonder if like taking away that kind of like fake- mystique mm. like electronic music kind of strips away all that pre- in a way like the pretentious art artistic side of it where it's like, yeah. like do, 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 what do you guys think about that kind of it's, stuff it's yeah it's funny that you say that because i remember watching a video on youtube that was like a backlog from an mtv thing of like it was like kirk cobain was it kirk cobain is like Kurt Cobain shows you his five favorite guitar pedals and i was like that is the og like you know, serum tutorial or something like that. But it was like, it was like, he's like, yeah, I really love this chorus. Yeah. And then that's what he would do. Like, and it was just like him going through his guitar pedals. But I was like, in a weird way, that's kind of where like electronic music production tutorials picked up from and like modernized was like how accessible information was on like how to learn something. And there'd be like a tutorial that would be like, Flume synth tutorial, and I'd be like, "Oh my god, I've been wondering how he made that." And then it was just like, "Hey guys, this is uh, I'm Johnny, and today I'm going to show you how to make the flume f- uh, synth from holding on or something like that." And I'd be like, "Oh my god, this yeah, is the best thing ever." In guitar music, they still have like they still have like, "Oh, here are the guitar pedals I use." Yeah. But someone could go buy those guitar pedals and then write a shit house song because yeah. it's it, that music's more more than the guitar pedals they're using. Mm-hmm. And in electronic music, you have that, but you also it's because the form is a lot more standardized essentially mm. um you can actually like a kid can can go out understand enough mm. and just actually make something fucking cool yeah it, it's like democ- it's like a democratized genre mm, it is in a way yeah i'd say that's definitely probably more so than like like i don't know shoegaze or something yeah but at the end of the day like you're still like you still have to have like a degree of like musicality to make like that tutorial work, especially like, yes. and you have to understand the context and there's like so many other things, but I definitely think like, especially for like our generation, cause we were using computers, like we kind of were the first generation that started using computers like around your 10 years old, you know, you're, you're 11 years old, mm. we're playing computer games. Um, and you know, to make, it's it almost kind of, converted this musicality into being able to express it through like almost a computer gamey style mm-hmm. interface. So I definitely think to a degree that's you've kind of hit the nail on the head there. Mm-hmm. I think it makes it more exciting though, right? Because I think mm. you, if, if, if we worry less about, oh, uh, trying to solve all these other like form issues and everyone has access to essentially being able to make the same sounds or like has the information to find out if they want, mm. I think it, it allows you to focus on more interesting ideas in in the songs in a mm, sense or little totally. areas or pushing things forward. I don't yeah, know. Definitely. I've, it's just something I think about all the time. I used, to, I used to do the whole band thing, mm. which you guys have done band stuff as yeah. well, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I still love it, which I'm sure like there's parts of that you guys really totally. love as well. Mm. But I 
it's this really I've heard Fortet talk about it as well because I'm a huge Fortet fan and he's Good like fun. pick up a guitar and it sounds like a guitar I lo- and he loves the guitar and I love the guitar mm. but when I pick up a guitar it sounds like a guitar totally mm. and there is something special about electronic music where you the access to things you have you can make fucking anything yeah 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 there is there is definitely like that thing where you kind of accidentally make something new where like mm. it's really hard to like on a on a drum kit be like you can't really make sound any different. You know what I mean? Like, well, you could do like different hat patterns or something like that. But like when you, the like, the thing that excited me so much, I remember this when I was like just downloaded Ableton and I was experimenting with things was like when I would be so shit at producing that I'd accidentally copy and paste things into the wrong channel. So I'd, I'd copy and paste like a, like a chord line into a bass synth where it would be like monophonic so that only like one, like, you know, one note would be playing at a, at a time. And I'd be like, oh my God, that's a way better bass proje- progression than the bass progression I had. Like, cause it'd just been like accidentally just like turned off all the chords and just played like the bass notes. And I'd be like, oh my God, that's perfect. And there's so many things like that we do even to this day where I'll accidentally do something or I'll delete something or I'll like, drag the wrong plug on plug in on and it will make this whole thing and I'm like, oh no, nah, just to keep that, that's perfect. Where it's like I feel like that's harder to do in like when it's less like computery in, in a mm. way. Like it's very like, you know, you understand chords and like you play the chords and there's only really one way to play each chord where like on the computer there's so many different ways of making a sound and making a kick and making mm. a drum kit and making a synth and so there's kind of like the lack of rules was like the thing that just kind of like excited me so much when I was young and yeah. got me into it. Yeah, mm. I think I got the bug and I was listening to that kind of music and then making mm. it, it's made me love it even more, you know yeah. what I mean? Because I, totally. yeah, trying to like, one of my favorite things to do is essentially like over and over um, turning uh, the samples into like MIDI, mm. uh, converting to MIDI, yeah. then taking those accents, like converting that to audio yeah. and then different, like, then tra- like just over and over and yeah, yeah. something completely different. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one thing that I'm really interested in is like, you, like you said, you're in the, a local scene in Auckland, mm. uh, like a really cool electronic scene. And then you, you kind of fast forward to now and, and I'd say that you guys have like made it to essentially like there's a, you're inside the, the national scene you're in the you're in the, the national consciousness and, and like the, the next door you're knocking on is the international thing mm. and i guess like i, I want to know in that in that progress from local to hitting like that those that slightly bigger stage you're at now where were the points along that that you like felt like something different was going on like what what were the things that either happened or you like realized you're like oh it's getting bigger or we've Mm. done this and now it's bigger like do you have any moments like that i think like for me it was definitely when my like whenever we'd do something in the mainstream media like whenever we were on like in a in a paper or on the tv like those first kind of times that we did that we were i remember we were on breakfast kind of early on and like breakfast the tv show early on like 2017 i remember my nana was watching it or something (laughs) or or like my one of like yeah an elderly i just want to say an elderly family friend it could have been my nana but i can't remember um and i remember when she messaged my dad or messaged my mum being like oh my god i saw will on the tv and you know to them 
the mainstream media is the biggest thing ever. You right. know, like that's how they get all their information. That's, you know, who they're, what they've been watching and subscribed to for like 60, 70 years, you know, like being on TVs, like, wow, you know, like that's such a big deal to them. So I think when that thing started happening, when I was like, it wasn't just our age group kind of like that, mm. that kind of saw what we were doing was kind of when I was like, okay, this is like, I mean, that doesn't really mean anything, but it kind of like, has like a meaning to some people that may have not have known yeah. about us in a way. Yeah, but do yeah. you think so? Uh, would you say that actually getting onto those kinds of things did propel, did push you up a little bit more? Do you think nah, it really didn't matter at all? Certainly, doesn't I, matter I at think all. Maybe to like a few, like there would have been a few people that are like, oh, who are these like blonde, yeah. like kids? Like, let me Google their name and like maybe they listened to the music and enjoyed it and then like continued listening to it. But I think, I think it's been the live show has been like. Like our our con our live what we do live like definitely each rhythm and vines like we managed to get a slot on our first rhythm and vines which was like super 2015 2016 and it was like very seminal in the way and the like because we kind of built this like very local like a lot of our friends a lot of our friends friends who had like been like oh our mates do this and that so they came to watch our set and then they were kind of like obviously appreciated it in some way, shape or form and like then became like, a, I guess like a fan. And then the following Rhythm and Vines, it, that kind of just, it was the exact same effect, but just bigger. Mm. And then we've had some openings, like we we toured with Shapeshifter like three, maybe three or four years ago now. Mm -hmm. And I do feel like those kind of shows where we've had the, where we've had this like incredible opportunity to be put in front of a lot of people a few people that know who we are and a lot of people who also don't know who we are and have never heard of us or any of our songs, those have been the moments that have kind of like just kind of inflated the balloon a little bit more. Mm. Right. And there's, there's, never, there's never been like one, there's never been like a, you know, one thing that was like boom, yeah. you know, that kind of took us from like making music and playing it like cassette to like doing rhythm or whatever. It's kind of just been this like, progressive slow consistent build mm. from like a variety of different reasons and yeah. weird luck coincidence good time good place and, and your then, own journey thing that's yeah. kind of always, yeah, yeah. I mean, we've been we've been doing this for seven years six or seven years as Sachi. so <laughs> seven <laughs> 2000, 2015 yeah. 2014 2014 seven years um was when we put out our first music as Sachi. so yeah which is like and we, I kind of feel like in the past three years has kind of been like when we've been like, okay, there's definitely momentum going, and we're we're doing it full, we're doing it full time now, which mm. is like a, when that happens and you drop out of uni and stuff like that, kind of is like a big kind of thing um, to us. But it has been like a very slow build, like in a and a like a, like a pro prolonged grind. But did you have because the grind is something that every that almost everyone faces yeah. you know did you did you have those moments where you're like wow oh, i don't know whether i can keep doing this or is it always been you've just been pretty happy to be doing what you're doing and the grind's been bearable yeah um, there's never been a day that i've woken up and been like oh fuck this you know like mm. there's never i've never had that experience there's definitely been like we definitely do loads of things that like there's definitely been moments where I've been like, I'm not sure if we want to be going in that direction or I'm not sure if we want to be like 
doing this and like or like you know when you're kind of in like rural australia like <laughs> lugging around all your shit and yeah. you're like it's just me and nick and our and our manager and like we're like all sharing a room and like stuff like that and there's definitely been moments that have have been like un- <laughs> unpleasant, yeah. I would say, but there's never been a thing that I've been like, okay, it's time for me to do something else. Like I've never had, I've never, yeah. that thought has never crossed my mind. Like, and yeah, I, I would say we're, extre- well, I'm, I'm extremely lucky to like not have had that. And like, we've always just had such su- supportive group, like of friends and family and, and management that's, yeah. that's kind of like never really allowed that kind of like, thought so we're super lucky in that and but yeah there's yeah there's definitely we've definitely done loads of shit that we've hated like like in any job there's stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you don't really want to do yeah but we're so like i don't know there's been no question of me that i wanted to like it's always always going to be something like in the creative sphere and will and i've been playing music together since we were like grommets and like i've been loving music like i have you know everybody has their own relationship with music and or whatever medium of art it might be, but like it's there's never been any question of like oh maybe I'll go and like completely shift industries you know like yeah. or you know I'll go be an accountant or something. <laughs> I was always pretty firm. Eh? I was like yeah I'll probably do music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm not even sure if that answered the question. No, <laughs> but it did. Like yeah. it did because I like that it's. Everyone is going to deal with the grind in a different oh, way, man, and yeah. different parts are going to fuck different people over. Like yeah. for me, live gigs just—that's what ended two cartoons for me. Mm. Wasn't even the other stuff I was completely fine with, but it was yeah. just like I'm not—I'm just not vibing. This you anymore. didn't enjoy playing live, or just the shows you were playing? I think I—I I always enjoy the half an hour mm. set. Yeah. It the the stuff around it just got less and less bearable for me. Yeah, I am um, not a late night. Yeah. Not what it's not that I'm not a late night person. Yeah. I'm not a big like I'm just gonna sit around in a bar because I don't drink that much. Yeah. Mm. I've stopped smoking when I was like 25. Yeah. Mm. Um and it just it's all looks the same. It's the same experience. Yeah. I, it just it, the other stuff didn't have the same thing for me. And when you, like I think we'd been going for the set like seven or eight years. Mm. It was just got to the point where I was like, I don't know if I love I don't know if this is the only thing I love enough yeah. to keep doing this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I had like an out of body experience, a cassette, like oh, really? playing, like uh, playing a set there, and just like the the set was happening, and I, my, I was just like floating above me, looking at the room, just completely like, oh the God. fuck am I doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was like where the band ended there. We went for another year after that, but I was like, yeah, no. that was you'd, you'd mentally mentally clocked out. Yeah, yeah, but but for me, it's more. It's not like I will be getting back into it, but it's more. The spaces that we play, that music yeah. is played in, the, yeah. and the, and even the times that music is played in, and the styles. Like, I just really think there's a lot more. It's weird that we're so creative in what we play, mm. but such lack of creativity and and where and how and what we're playing. Yeah, yeah, it really weirds me out. Yeah, it's pretty consistent, man. You can kind of see a lot of similarities between like almost every club show, then every like nightclub, and every festival. It's all very repetitive and. Sometimes like, we get a bit of dynamic, but like, you know, for the we, most we, part, it's we like, eat, we eat, we like try have a healthy lifestyle is what I'm trying to say. What's on the, what's the food before the show? Nothing heavy, I hope. Bro, honestly, there was well, a Well, we'll have like a meal before the show, but I can't eat like a big meal the, before the show. There was a period there where we were fucking demoing cheese platters. Like we were <laughs> like like and I like I wanna say like 
demoing cheese platters. Like the blue vein was going oh, missing bro. early in the piece. Blue. Like honestly, like an the, empty like wooden plastic. Yeah, yeah. Like we would we would go through periods where. Well, fuck, no, not we. I would go through periods where, like, we were like over the New Year's run. We didn't over the new, over the New Year's run. Like, you're kind of not eating like scheduled meals. No, you're you kind of like you don't have no routine. Yeah, there's no yeah. routine. You're like showing up and being like, oh, do you guys are you guys hungry now? And you're like, oh yeah, yeah, kind of. And then like you're kind of moving around. There's always something else to do. You're doing an interview or you're going to sleep or something like that. So there was like there was like a point for probably like two weeks where I just ate nothing but cheese board and like fruit, like sliced fruit like that. Cause that's on our rider. And I would just, I would just eat like crackers and hummus and grapes. And, and it's actually not a bad nutrition. Not a bad diet, but it's like, so, it was so like, you're not eating that much and you're kind of like filling your days with just like kind of random other activities that you kind of like eating is so secondary and you kind of get to this point, I got home and I was like, shit, I'm like, I haven't really eaten like a proper meal in so long. And getting back into like eating scheduled three meals a day, I was like, man, this is kind of weird. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's it's like it's like one of those things where you kind of have to make like a conscious effort to, mm. to like feed yourself, sleep, exercise, like drink water. Like we always drink electrolytes after we play and like kind of, the, you have to make conscious things to make it more enjoyable, like for, for your for your future self, essentially. It's kind of like the athlete mindset. Yeah, it is. It is like, like, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. you need recovery. Yeah, we need. It's match day. Let's yeah. fucking. <laughs> like, there was definitely a point gotta, in the early days where we were just like tour, 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 like, and then kind of like eat bad food, beers, and, beers, and, beers, 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 yeah, beers, yeah. burgers, and beers, yeah, mate. burgers and beers, and then like. <laughs> You're kind of like, you know, your skin's fucked and then mm. like you are so put, lethargic the whole time. Put on yeah. weight, like, yeah. And then I don't know, it's kinda of, as you get it older. It kind of is like that, yeah. Without yeah. being like sounding too pretentious, it is you kind of have to like treat it as with the seriousness of like a race or something. Or like, yeah. like a well, like, like a high, at least a high school cross country race. I don't know <laughs> about the Olympics. Except which I take very seriously. It is like a it's so easy. What what I was kind of getting to is that like those environments are kind of like so easy to just like have a very unhealthy lifestyle when you're in them all the time, which like we are. Like, you know, like we're always at festivals, or always at shows where there's like drinking and other things happening and it's so easy to just kind of get swept into that whole like lifestyle and like without you kind of Realizing it, you can find yourself. You know, you, you'll end up drinking beers every night, and then like that's that's not good. I for still you. do drink beers every night. Well, yeah, you can drink beers every night, but you know, if you're drinking thirty beers a night, that's a, becomes an issue. Yeah. So that's why I just eat cheese boards. <laughs> <laughs> just soak it all up. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, but uh, you do have to look after yourself. That, that would be a piece of advice. This is Will's health advice yeah, for I'm giving, musicians, which is a very niche segment yeah. of the population. But, yeah. but the, they want to hear it. Not not just not just touring musicians. I'd say festival attendees, anyone who's in, you know, over the summer period, you're in a lot of, you know, environments where you're drinking and you're not eating much. Take a bit of time for yourself. I'm not saying it has to be a cheese board, but, um, <laughs> you know, like kind of eat healthy, drink some water. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That's, it wasn't a haiku, but it could have been. Drink but it's water. Like, it was slam poetry. I, yeah. You know, we laugh because it is, you know, it is funny to yeah. think about. But also like we're... 
is that advice actually given to any musicians? We didn't know about it. You know, you know what I mean? Like we were, we, did, we didn't get told about drinking electrolyte sachets before we go to sleep and if, stuff like that. If Shout anything, Harry, who told us about the electrolyte. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if anything, you're kind of like showing that you're going to be, you're going to do the most if you're like unhealthy. Like yeah. if you do all the things everyone else is doing, like that's what success is. You yeah. know what I mean? It's so unsustainable, man. Like it's so unsustainable. Like, yeah, it's it, it you is. Respect your body. Yeah, look after you, look after yourself. I think like you know people see like touring musicians as like you know just kind of like it's like such, everyone's always like oh so you guys must be on the piss every night then like, like it's like, a rolling party. Yeah, yeah, like it's a concert party. It was like you know like I'm pretty I'm pretty boring. You know like I like Nick Nick goes out after the shows, but sometimes I just like I'll just like you know have a have a steal a couple of. Um, fruit slices off the cheese of the of the platter and just go and just go to sleep because I like to like get up for a run in the morning and stuff like that and nice. kind of like have some sort of normality. But yeah. Um with the live shows, like uh, and this is something I'm like uh, very curious about. Um electronic music, of course, it is the things we love about it is it's kind of divorced from the physical world a lot of the time. Mm. Um, and and so the like approach to try and take something and put it back into the physical world to play mm. it live um, in, a, in, a, in a realm that has like almost no limitations. You mm. can do it. There's so many acts that do it in so many different ways with the yeah. technology we have, right? We've, you know, we've come a long way from Pendulum just recreating it all as the band and mm. doing it with a live drummer. Mm. Um, how... it. it De- are you at like de- is there a dream setup that's that's question mm. one like and and like it the the second thing is like how much can go wrong in the way you've got it set up now like mm. what what is actually the risk factor of these shows i mean for us like this has been a like we've kind of put the put the live show together every over the past like kind of five years we've really been doing the live show and Every year we've been like, okay, this year we're going to add guitars. Okay, this year I'm going to add way more drums. This year, you know, Nick's going to sing. And, you know, kind of we just progress very, very naturally. But um, I don't know. I always feel like in the moment we're in the dream setup, but then like in a year's time we'll be like, nah, this is the dream setup. And, we, you know, we've got a chainsaw on stage or something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. Like there's like kind of always going to be things. You heard that, it here first. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, devils can do it. <laughs> Devil, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they do it. Yeah, devils can Wait, do it. They, how do they incorporate a chainsaw into the set? Oh, I don't know. I think they just... I don't know. I, I I don't saw, know. It's I like one, ju- of, it's uh, one of those like... Um, what sacrificial it? lamb. No, like. what's it called? Those, those like sporting... Um, oh, fuck, I'm not going to go down that That's tangent. That's some hardcore like, shit. Yeah, yeah. axe throwing. Um, we had a lot of shit go wrong, wrong in the last... Like this last summer run, eh? Right. Like, uh, and it was mainly to do with um, our old computers that would probably been thrashed a little too many times. But we ironed it out and I think there is a lot of... There is a the lot of room for, for yeah. error. Yeah. And we kind of... I'd say there's more. It's more common for us to have something go wrong in a show than uh, something or a show go completely perfectly and seamlessly. Mm. But um, that's that's the I, like the risk factor is the best part. Like about it, it makes it so thrilling when you're kind of like in front of all these people thinking, "Fuck, this could go wrong." Right. And that kind of like that thrill of kind of being like being. Like feeling that, that like you're in control, but you're also not in control. And also being able to like, we fuck up a lot live. Like, cause we're playing quite a lot of, you know, stuff. There's like 
lot of like keys lines and chords and I'm playing the drums and like yeah. I'll watch our stuff being back and being like, I oh, fuck it, I was so out. I was so out of time. And like, but at the end of the day, like it does make it very live. Like we obviously try play as good as possible, yeah. but I think people, when they see us play, they're kind of, and then like something goes wrong or someone like we fuck something up or like I'll, I'll kick my guitar over accidentally or like little things like that. They're like, Okay, this is kind of like, it is a very live show, you know. It's not like a, um, like we obviously try and make it seamless and perfect and slick and stuff, but like shit goes wrong all the time. And like, it's just kind of part of the part of the, the, yeah. the thing, which is like, it's super fun. It's very thrilling. Like, oh, what, what's going to go wrong now? <laughs> it's kind of like the, the whole thing. But uh, we, yeah, there's, um, there's a, definitely a massive element of risk of like putting on the live show, but I don't think we'd rather. I don't think we'd have it either, either any other way. Like taking the safe option wasn't was never like an option to us. Yeah, it doesn't seem like you guys would really like put all the um, do like a pros and cons sheet mm. and then be like, well, this is going to be really fun and exciting, but there's slightly too many cons on that yeah. one. So, yeah, yeah, doesn't really seem like you guys. Yeah, it's just like we 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 always knew that we wanted to perform our music in like a live setting and like playing we had to learn how to play essentially our own songs yeah, to play them. totally like reverse engineering our own stuff but we definitely came from we, we we came from a background of like playing in a band so it was i feel like it was always kind of going to end up that way despite mm. the fact that we love djing and we're we dj quite a, like we we do dj and that's actually how we started performing the sachi stuff live which is i mean you know you're performing and you know quotation marks when you're djing like Especially if you're getting booked as like an artist whose people are going to be buying tickets to your show because they know your songs, you're DJing. It's kind of a different, it's a different expression of like playing it. But the fact that we wanted to take it back into that realm of like, cool, let's like actually perform these songs live and strip them apart. And, and it's super fun because like you could get up there with an Xbox controller. And like I could, if I was like, oh, I'm going to play this lead line on an Xbox controller, we could like map that to like mm. be on the synth, like play the synth that's like patched in. And, you know, it's, it's very, it's very easy to, it's very malleable in the way that we can, we can listen to it. We literally, we make a song and then Will and I, and we sit there and then we listen and be like, all right, what do you, what do we want to play? What would be the funnest thing for you to play now? Right. And then Will says one thing and I'm like, oh yeah, sweet. What about like, what if you did that? And then you did this and then, and then Will's like, oh nah, I'd rather do, nah, I'm just going to do this. And I'm like, sweet, I want to do this. And then we, and then we kind of reverse engineer from there. Yeah. Right. That actually brings me to something I really like asking electronic musicians is like, we obviously you, you play, the music is played mm. uh, to a certain kind of like um, ambiance. Like mm. everyone's like having a fucking good time. Mm. It's quite late at night. It's quite mm. party. It's quite up. And I find it so fucking almost psychotic um, how you have to put yourself almost in when you're making the music. Mm. You're almost like you have to be normal enough to make it. But yeah. you have to kind of be in the mindset of the person who's going to be enjoying yeah, it. Like, definitely. Do you guys think uh, – do you, do you think – like quite intentionally about that when you make it or is it more just like we've just always vibed that we've been this energy all the time so we just make this energy we we definitely like definitely after we do a big run of shows i always think i'm always making stuff that i think about i'm thinking way more about how it's going to translate live mm. and what we did in the last show the show that we've just played is like we remixed a bunch of our own songs to make them like work better live i would say so and kind of like played like half of the original and then it would like switch up and we'd do like a different version of it for like part of the song. So I think like 
I we're we're both like music fans first before like music makers. Mm. So it's very easy to get into that mindset of like, and, and it, like in the same way, like we kind of like I, I value like the taste that I have. So I, if as long as I'm like pleasing myself, what who is already as a as my preference, I list, I love electronic music. I love dance music. So if I can imagine myself dancing to it and then also um, really enjoying the song from like a, you know, a, like a, a variety of other different factors as well, then I'm like, sweet. Like, I feel like you can't get too caught up in like worrying about what you're already, your. I feel I've actually, we, we have almost different, differing perspectives on this because, and I feel like that's good because we balance each other out, but I'm, like Will's often more thinking of like, okay, we've already. What are the people that already listen to Saatchi going to be thinking? And I'm more thinking like, all right, what am I? What is going to please my like 46 year old self when I'm listening back and being like, oh, we were just like kicking around making this kind of music when we we're in our early 20s. So it's it's a definite balance of being like, okay, the crowds that are already there, are they going to dance this? And then like the 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 segment of the market that we haven't really, that hasn't heard any of our stuff, what are they going to think about it? What is it going to appeal? What are going to be the pros and cons, as you say? It's very like, you've got to have, you can't have one without the other. You can't be fully yeah. like, I'm making this for myself. You can't be fully like, I'm making this for, to please the people. You and, know? and I think that illuminates exactly why I think duo, creative duos mm. in yeah. whatever field are, uh, tend to produce the like, highest quality interesting stuff because mm. there's never there's always going to be right, some friction. kind of creative tension yeah it's and, friction and it's yeah. like we challenge each other and like th these songs wouldn't come out if like there wasn't that like butting of heads in the studio and like if, if one idea continued on to be progressed in the studio without like somebody coming in and like chopping it apart and breaking it down and being like, nah, like let's do this instead. And then the other person being like, nah, like I like it this way. You know, like our songs wouldn't end up the way they are without that. And it's sometimes it's hard because like when we're too, like Will and I have known each other since primary school and it's like, so we've got this like intense friendship element to our relationship, but then we're both like trying to make the best like art that we can. And we both have intensely different tastes mm. and intensely different preferences and intensely different styles of, of um, articulating our own expression. It's like, it would be all good and well if we were doing it on our own, but Saatchi wouldn't be what it is without that. Well, it's that, a it, very strange, like, concept. Well, right. any song's going to be better that comes out from you guys because both of you have to like it. Mm, yeah. You yeah. know, it's a lower bar for one person. Yeah. That's true. I always feel sorry for bands because... Um, Me too. Yeah, because <laughs> like, that's such a funny way to start. <laughs> I always feel sorry for bands. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I always feel sorry for bands because I'm like, fuck, how do they get anything done? Like, there's two of us and we have, like, things where we're both like, nah, fuck that, I want to do it like this. And then Nick will be like, nah, fuck you, I want to do it like this. And then, then let alone three other people that are like, no, fuck you, I want to yeah. do it like this. And then I, I think that's why you get a lot of, when you actually dive into a lot of bands, you find that there's usually one, two, there's one or two, yeah, or two yeah. in behind everything. Yeah, yeah, and like, yeah. yeah, it's a really interesting concept. That is concept. fucking interesting. Mm. Yeah, that is interesting. It's actually so common, eh? Like, yeah. Like, and it's kind of sick because, like, I love the concept of being like, "All right, let's make, let's play these songs that that, that I or we have done together." Like, um, 
it's always really interesting figuring out the dynamic of like your favorite musicians and how they've mm. written the stuff and how they've worked in the studio together. Um, and I think that's probably like the fan music fan part of me coming out and being like, you know, like I, like intensely obsessed of about like every I want to see every interview and like every um, article that's been written about this band and how they create. It's um. Like I love the 1975. It's a it's a very interesting dynamic that like how like Maddie's the lyricist, George is like more on the production side, and then like Adam does all the live show stuff. So like that's something that Will and I share like pretty equally. And then I think what is Ross? He's like I think I Ross just plays the bass. <laughs> yeah, Gotta I have, think I think Ross just literally sometimes. says I just play the bass. <laughs> <laughs> I think you said that before. Yeah. <laughs> or like yeah even just your team and put your Kevin Parkers you know it's like yeah all right, that, all right bro, fuck, that. Off for, fuck off for three years the rest of you mm. I'm gonna make a record and then we're gonna get into the rehearsal room and like figure out how to play it yeah, yeah. that like, tripped me out the hardest when I realised that Kevin Parker well Tame Impala was a, well one dude I was like oh yeah. <laughs> like I'm like fuck that's so crazy I don't think people realise how rare a kind of high quality singular genius yeah. like that is like there's so it's like virtuoso level uh, yeah, yeah like Tom York's the one for me yeah or like yeah. Forte and shit like that that's just like totally it's, for most people yeah, it's it's best to just you know I, I can't remember who it said but it's like uh, I was listening to some random interview and they were like the only advice I have is just work with your friends yeah and I think that because that works because you end up finding the one friend for that time period, we're like, now nah, there's two of us. We yeah. make something fucking dope. Hard, hard, hard. That's why I think producers are sick and I want more bands to work. So I think electronic music and hip hop are like the most exciting yeah. at the moment because they've kind of like detached the producer role from the like artist role mm. and can combine them in lots of different yeah. ways. Yeah. So you get lots of different outcomes. Super Whereas interesting. Bands yeah. find it really hard to... They, they, they tend to either just like produce themselves or work with one producer over time. Yeah. And so all that's going to change each project is just the pure ideas they're yeah. having and not anything else. And I would really like to hear like yeah. more fucking playing with the process. It's p potentially an opinion thing. Like, cause like with a the band, they're like, oh, there's five of us already. Introducing someone else is already going to be a nightmare. We're going to kill someone. Yeah, yeah. But then introducing someone else every song, this is going to be the end of it. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah, like- it's uh, like I feel like what what you're saying about how like the artist thing like you know because we're technically producers but we're kind of the lead people on the when it's like the when it comes to the song being released. Yes, are you are you pop stars or are you producers? That's exactly what I mean. Like yeah. we don't know. Like but in the <laughs> rap world, it's like the producers are kind of like so far back in the mix, but that, so integral to the song. But so, yeah, so mm. it's like. If producers were uh, like, if hip hop producers were in the electronic realm, it would be so like. Well, I guess like Metro Boomin and stuff are super like. They're starting to be. They're starting to get the respect. Yeah, that they like they deserve. I'm like, man, these guys create the like entire song. Like you it, know, yeah. the artist would be not. It's 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 a very fifty fifty thing. It's like the artist would be nothing without the beat, but then the beat would be nothing with, about without the artist. But yeah, but even even further into that, like I feel like a lot of my like this the the music that I consider like really excellent like timeless music like there's always been like a producer involved that hasn't been the artists and that producer has holds this role of like guiding the artist and and trying to challenge the artist and trying to maybe steer the artist into you know different directions listen to some stuff that and a lot of times that like that artist that producer has been so integral to like that album or that 
you know, point of that artist's career. And we've kind of found ourselves in this position of being like, we kind of started as producers from like a beats perspective and then we kind of Boots. turned ourselves into like, yeah, like artists where like I started singing on our stuff. We started writing songs and getting our friends to sing it. And then like we've kind of gotten to this point where you would almost bring in a producer in that traditional sense of how I described earlier of to be like, how are you going to steer this and how are you going to, what, like, how are you going to challenge this and where are you going to take this? You know, we've like, we've kind of almost traversed like all three of those, those roles and we're kind of like. Are you saying you've grown? Are we the we producer do, or the artist? I think <laughs> we, we do it all. Like it's, it's a bizarre thing because yeah. you kind of like, it's like a one. It's like a two-man band. It's like, yeah. a, like what was? It's a two-man band, and it's like we kind of have to fill all those roles. Yeah. We do work with producers and stuff. It's it's good to like. It's good to work with people. There's no. Re- I don't think there's anything man. wrong from working with anyone. So totally. true. A hundred percent. Collaboration is like so the most. I would say like important thing in music, like and, and from a learning point of view as well. Like yeah. the amount of things that I've learned from like collaborating with other producers and stuff that I've been like that has big like, in the dance, big in the electronics scene because yeah. like you're actually not, not only you're picking up, you're literally picking up tips mm-hmm. of like okay, press a few buttons and it'll make this noise, and you're yeah. like holy shit, like, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is revolutionary, and I, that's what that's one of the things that Nick. Um, like this without like name dropping this that what Nick Subfocus was saying. He was like, Yeah, man, it's like so integral to be like working with your friends who are like producers and they all make like a similar style of music as well. But I don't feel I don't find us working with like too many artists that actually make similar kinds of music to us. So they're just like they're either like top liners, songwriters mm. or like artists and we're kind of doing a production. We're taking that more of a producer role with them. So but early on, for sure, like even with me and Will, we would be like, I remember Will showed me what side chaining was, and I was like, Poof. boom. Um, this is a good place, I think, to talk about and plug the new song before we have to wrap up. Mm. Yeah. Which uh, hasn't come out yet as we're recording, but I've heard it because I'm VIP. Yeah. And yeah. if you're listening to this, it's out. It's out. So you yes. should have already heard it. But yeah. um, it, t- tell me a bit about the song. Like, is it a product of where you are now? You know it's what I mean, a, man? It's a funny one. It's, so yeah, take me back. Is and it, it's got uh, G Flip contributing on the vocal side, but it's been this weird Frankenstein song. Like I wrote it in a session in LA, like Fuck, that's two right. years yeah. ago in 2019. Wow. Oh, 20 when we were living in a 2019, we were living in LA. Yeah. And I and um, so I wrote it in a session. It kind of sat on my hard drive for like a few months in a different. Like the verses were different. Course was pretty much the same. And when you say you you, you wrote it, then do, do do you mean when you're writing it? Do you write the like drop and the and the break? Or do, when you say you write, you wrote like the it's song the structure part of it, yeah. like yeah. the ver- yeah, cool. It's the, more we kind of IP, yeah, yeah. intros versus yeah, yeah. Totally. yeah. It's like we almost just start a lot of our songs just with like a on a piano or like mm-hmm. a Rhodes or something and like a simple drum beat. Yeah, cool. Um, and then we kind of. I think Will revisited the production. We sent it to George uh, G Flip, who's like a mate of ours that we had met like over in the States. And she, she well, this is by the time we're in lockdown. So like, I don't know, I guess a year had passed. Mm. And um, 
she rewrote the verses. She kind of like played with it a little bit and we kind of had just gone back and forth online and being like, you know, this is kind of what the concept was, right, right, right. And then Montel kind of came in and like did a little bit of co-production on it. And then we took it back at the very end once we had like all of those parts and kind of like Frankenstein this like mm. song into what it is now. Um, and it's been a very long and drawn out process and it is similar to how we write a lot of our songs, but the song in particular is... Uh, Pretty much every yeah. song we make, we would have like written it in a session and then essentially like self-remixed it mm, yeah. and like we'll, we'll pitch it up five semitones or we'll slow it down 20, db, uh, 20 BPM. And like there's so many things that like when you hear the original version of the song, it's like how the how do, how are those yeah. the, from the same song? So like, and we do that so much. Like if we're stuck on a song, we'll literally just take the vocal and then just like completely start from mm. scratch. That's pretty crazy because like that song's like – you, I would say it's like pretty perfectly arranged. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Thanks, like, yeah. I, like I'm a big fan of like very different sections that just work all into one another and yeah. it's still one song. And it's like, it's actually quite surprising because for me, when I have to Frankenstein things mm. or when there's a lot, a long period of time, there's different iterations of something. Yeah. I get so fucking lost in the in the woods with it in the weeds. Like totally. It, more often than not it's like this is fu- it's fucked. It's yeah, fucked yeah. out. So like it's yeah. pretty crazy hearing like hearing that song and knowing yeah. that that's how it came together like That's a uh, yeah, I mean lots that happens of, to us so much, man. Lots of the time we do we like the amount of things that we've been like oh Just fuck scratched. this. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like and like shit doesn't work. Like shit doesn't work like 90% of the times, but it's like when you get that thing that works, you're like, fuck, that was mean. Like, yeah. you know, I think like, that's important to say. I think people have this idea that like you write uh, things that, and it works. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, this, they, this person only writes the things that come out. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. They're, they're batting 100, bollocks. but that's just yeah. not the case. Bro, I was, I, was, it? it's I was watching the um, disclo- disclosure of been doing these real mean um, Twitch streams. It's the future. Yeah, they're yeah. so good. But he was saying, he's like, guy was saying he's like yeah we wrote 200 songs and like 11 of them came out and i was like thank god like someone who understands us you know like like you will make shit songs like (laughs) and you like you have to like you like if like and the funniest thing is like pushing through when you hate it and like trying to just keep working on something that you like hate but like and then there'll there'll obviously be a point where you're like okay this is just like polishing a turd but like um, like you, kind of, you kind of just have to like keep keep working and keep making things and like that that kind of expect, never have that expectation that you're gonna make something good, but like know that you will. If that makes sense, it doesn't make sense. But like just sense, just yeah, yeah just, just yeah. But like we've written millions of shit songs. It's real awkward when you're like in a room with someone and you make a shit song and you kind of at the end of the day you play it back and you're like, yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it was fucking, it was a mean day. And then like, <laughs> and then like, you know, but like we both know. And then like the feeling of when you make a good song and everyone's standing up in the studio and like go crazy, like that's like yeah. makes every shit song worth it. So And and, and with Take Me Back, we've kind of, we've been playing it. We played it in the summer run and it like, it's just felt so good. And to get everybody's, we did this like music video thing where people would submit their footage of us playing it live and they're like, yeah, it just felt so good. Eh? It's definitely like our favorite song, like we've done, and so so stoked to have it out there. And yeah, it's on, it's is on it, Spotify. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is it weird? Is it weird talking about it in the in the in the future sense? You're like, it's uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we were joking about this before, and we we're just like. We're gonna say, 
Yeah, the fucking song's going crazy. It's the, <laughs> it's the biggest song ever made. I can't believe it. John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see John Campbell like, yeah, yeah, twerking yeah. to it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we were gonna troll it, and then just number one in RR. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but nah, well, I hope it goes well. Like. <laughs> yeah. Sure, well, we hey. like it anyway, and yeah. we had fun making it. So yeah. We yeah. hope you guys had as much fun dancing to it as we had making it. That's yeah. all that counts. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, boys, it's actually been, it's been really nice to finally sit down and um, yeah, have a right. chat. To you guys thanks for having us i think you guys are um you know it's not easy being it's a lot easier when you're like a band that sounds like a, a million other bands and mm. you love that and it carries on it's not super easy to kind of be like you said doing your own thing and doing the path but like mm. it's been uh, it's been fascinating to watch and also like really cool to meet you guys and hear about it yeah it's bro thank you for giving us the platform to talk and i hope that like anyone else you know, if anyone's listening and what and it has questions and stuff, or we 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 love helping people, and we got so much help coming up, and we would always ask people for help, like, you know, oh, like, how did you meet this? But how did you do that? How did you do that? So yeah, our like we check, yeah. we read every message. We don't get. be shy. Yeah, don't be shy. Don't be literally, shy. just DM us on Instagram. We literally will check every message. So you yeah. better. F- All right, already heard it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Put us on the test. But if it's blast. like if it's like a paragraph on like LFOs or some <laughs> shit, I'll probably just put it in the put it in the delete comment. But. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, thanks for coming. Thanks boys. for having us, man. Um, Appreciate thank it. you, brother. The new Harko meets humans every Sunday. See you next week. You. <laughs>